1: Hello, everybody. This is Father Craig Vasek. I continue as your host today, coming from the University of Mary for Real Presence Live. We just got done with a beautiful segment. We're going to want to look that one up and pass that one around on the podcast for sure, uh, talking about athletics and the purpose of athletics. Here at the University of Mary, what we're trying to do and labor in that. We're going to continue on. We're going to move into a different realm here at the University of Mary. We're just going to kind of make a lap around the university today. If everybody <laughs> could just get a kind of a visual in their mind of the map. We were over kind of on the east side of campus there with the athletic department. Now we're kind of cruising through certain parts of the main campus and out into the city, actually, for this next segment where our counseling department is. we got some buildings downtown, which is super cool. I think it's cool. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. But So that's where we're going to be for this half hour, talking about... Um, talking about a christian catholic benedictine university and talking about counseling talking about mental health talking about various things like that and how these how these things develop alongside each other how they can work together what are the what are the proper domains that are separate not not opposed but just separate for for reasons and how that entire reality comes uh, together at a university so and as I, as i did last segment uh, i'm going to f- tease it and then make you f- stay for a half an hour to hear about it. And there's a, a very exciting opportunity coming up here at the University of Mary. It, it, extremely exciting public opportunity next week at the University of Mary, and it includes a lady named Sister Miriam James. Uh, So if anybody knows anything about the national scene of of, uh, movers and shakers, you're going to know about that name. So anyway, stay with us for that. So, But I'm joined with Dr. Becky Meidinger. Uh, She's a professor here at the University of Mary, and she's going to help us uh, have this conversation. Dr. Meidinger, thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for having me today.
1: I'm so pleased. We've been working together over the last year on a number of uh, things. That are, that are coming to fruition and coming to bear upon the life here at the university. So I'm delighted to be able to sit down with you uh, and to just kind of talk through some of these things because uh, you've, you've shared such illuminating ideas over the last year and had such good perspective and thought on on uh, on so many different domains uh, that we just want to want the world to hear about those things as we are doing them here at the university. So
0: well, thank you for talking me up. Now I feel like I have a <laughs> yeah, really yeah. high bar to. No, hit. Well,
1: you just have to be you. If you're just you, it's going to be great. Great. It's going to be fantastic. So why don't we just start with some simple things. People are like, okay, I'm hearing this lady on the on the radio. She works at the University of Mary. She has something to do with counseling and mental health. Uh, who is this lady? Where, where, where did you come from? Where'd you grow up? How'd you oh, get into man. this?
0: Oh, goodness. Uh, how long do we have again? <laughs> yeah, We've got a good half hours? hour. We have, okay. uh, we'll okay. see.
1: <laughs> I will moderate
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Well, actually, just a little bit of background about myself. I was actually born in Germany. I was thinking on the way here, I was like, what is a random interesting fact that about is, me? That and is was like, random. That is probably my go-to all the time. Okay. Uh, so both my parents were actually in the Air Force. Sure. So we, my parents were stationed over in Germany. My mom was actually a mechanic on B-52 bombers and my dad was military police. So, wow, yeah, they met on the flight line playing cards one night, you know, you never in Idaho, craziness. Uh, so they were both stationed over in Germany, and I was a pleasant surprise in their life. And yeah. we lived over in Germany for about three years and moved up to Minot. So, both my parents were brought over back overseas back to the mainland, uh, yeah. to, to work up in Minot, uh, which is. Always Germany to Minot. I mean, Minot's great, but it's not <laughs> Germany. Uh, but we lived there. Uh, my dad still has the farm up there, and so I was pretty much raised up by Minot. Uh, I went to a very small school, Glenburn, uh, way up north, uh, pretty much south Canada. Okay. Uh, and through my time, I just really saw a lot of, a lot of my friends and a lot of my family struggling with issues and. It felt like nobody was really talking about it even mm. at a young age mm. and i did that whole thing that every young person does in their life of what am i supposed to do okay i'm 18 now i should have the whole my whole life figured out and right. <laughs> i didn't um i bounced around between education psychology and i just felt really pulled in these two areas that i never knew really could be connected in a way that really felt felt right in my heart and in my soul and so i i found this thing called school counseling. And it felt like the perfect combination of education and teaching and, Mm. and helping students and helping young people kind of through this really, really confusing time of life of what am I, who am I, how am I supposed to figure out what I'm going to do with my life? What is my calling in life? And through that experience and being a school counselor, I started going, I love this, but I want to do more. Mm. What, what more can I do Mm. to, to change the world in a positive way? Mm. And so I found counselor education, which is teaching people to do what I was doing. And I never even knew that that... I didn't see that when I did job fairs as a kid, and I wish that would have been brought up earlier.
1: So you saw this as a, uh, as a, as a career... That you could do, or you saw this as a further educational, like you saw it as an academic?
0: Gosh. Or or it it
1: just, it started to emerge as an idea? It just emerged. (laughs) I
0: always tell students when I'm telling them about my journey of how I, how I ended up at the University of Mary, and it's always these really random things that just kind (laughs) of happen. Yeah. Uh, From... Thinking about, oh, I think I want to go into counseling as I'm finishing my undergrad. And, oh, the University of Mary. Like, I remember that. I went there for a few things in high school. Oh, they have a counseling program. Oh, okay. Well, I'll call someone. And it just happened to be someone. I was living in Fargo at the time. It was someone who was literally two blocks away from my apartment. <laughs> was the office building in Fargo. And I'm just... I'm
1: some just people like, call that random. Right? But some people call that some other thing. Some divine <laughs> intervention.
0: Yes, yes. And it was, it was like, oh... Oh, there's, there's a, a Fargo location? This is an opportunity for me? <laughs> so I went and I sat in on a class, and the next day I sent in my application materials. And as I was, like I said, as I was a school counselor, I, I was a part of these these Facebook groups of school counselors because... There's nothing more amazing than sharing information with each other. And yeah. someone was talking about a doc program that they had just started in counselor education and supervision. So this random thing pops up on my Facebook and we all know the algorithms yeah, right. what what you it's see. Creepy. And I had never seen anything like this before. I didn't even know that this was an option. And the next thing I know, I'm researching this school and I applied a week later. And then as I'm about halfway through my doc program, I get off a plane from a conference and I turn and Lisa Holter, who's one of our faculty in the counseling program, just happened to be at the same conference. We never ran into each other, but we were getting off the plane at the same time. (laughs) And she turns and is like, oh my gosh, Becky, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. You know, I was at this conference, me too. Hey, we have an open faculty position at the University of Mary. It's like, I feel like whenever I'm maybe going off the course that I thought I needed to do, it was something keeps pushing me back into this, this path that I never even knew existed. And I think back even to when I was first thinking about counseling, I didn't know that I could be an educator. I didn't know that I could do any of these things. And here, here I'm like, I feel like every time I get kind of like this nudge to do something, it's like, I have to listen to this. Mm. And so a few, um, even probably my first couple of years here, Monsignor was talking about let's let's really support our students in a different way. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how this, this works for our students, but let's be something different. And so I, I'm a big I'm a big like reflector and and processor out of the moment. And it took me so much time because Monsignor just thinks so much higher, I think. He oh I, I wish I had his brain power. <laughs> um, uh,
1: it's dangerous thing it's... to ask
0: for. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, it took a while, and and really the conversations I started having with you about, you know. What can we do that would make the University of Mary different and what would make our students who graduate even more different? I think that they're amazing clinicians, they're amazing people. Uh, listening to what Mr. Richter was talking, talking about with our, with our values that we instill in our students, student athletes, I was thinking that that's probably the best way to put what we try to do in the counseling program mm-hmm. too. We don't just create good counselors, but our goal is to create great people. Yeah. And that, when they're going through this process, not only to think about their future clients and students, but also to think about how do I grow as a person, and and doing that self-reflection and self-growth process that makes counseling a little bit different and sometimes a little bit more challenging for our students. Yeah. So that's that's just kind of the the really random yeah. roadmap of how yeah, I've yeah. ended up here. Yeah, and
1: so, and now you've ended up here. What is, what what is your what does your life look like here what is oh, your gosh. what does that look like yeah. with the you're overseeing i imagine a number of students yeah. and faculty or what?
0: yeah so i i'm the chair of the program um the, which program the counseling program okay. my apologies no, no, my apologies. no, no i know it. i I'm i mean i actually know you. that already but yeah <laughs> i like you know this Father. there's no millions of on.
1: people listening that don't know you as well as i know you so
0: yeah the so so chair of our counseling chair program of the counseling program right. so i have the the amazing privilege and and just joy every day of working with uh, some amazing full-time faculty. So we have Dr. Janice Wilson, Dr. Christina Drakowicz, and Mrs. Lisa Holter that I sp- spoke to or spoke about earlier. Yep. So there are our full-time faculty. And then we, we have any number of students at a time. So we just did interviews yesterday for our upcoming cohorts. We are sitting at 39 students starting in the fall. Uh, so...
1: In the graduate program, in the graduate program for counseling, for
0: counseling. So there's and is that up or down from last? That's d- that's up. So <laughs> okay. in the past um, two years, our our applications have almost doubled. Wow! Because we're doing something different here. Wow! Yes, so it's it's just beautiful to see thirty nine people willing to, you know grow themselves, grow academically, grow in their skills, grow in their professional dispositions, grow in who they are as a person, to then go out and help people. And so I just, I just get so rejuvenated every time we talk to a prospective student or an applicant and even our current students of just how much, how much excitement they have for serving others.
1: hmm and so these students, uh, they've they've got their undergrad in something, yeah. could be anything, or anything. okay, anything. and then they're coming in, and what they're ending up with, uh, just pragmatically, is a master's in science of counseling. Is that yes? All right, correct. and then they can go out, get licensed, yep. and be counselors. Yes, okay, that's yep. what okay, that's what yeah. we got. All right, well, uh, this is great, Dr. Meidinger. We're going to maybe just pause here because we're going to take a little break. But when we come back, let's talk through uh, the things that have developed over the last year Mm -hmm. that have have really started to touch upon what Monsignor was asking for or envisioning of doing something different, doing something. Uh, there's been some dynamics some demographic shifts that you've shared with me about mm-hmm. people that used to apply and, and the, the changing landscape of who's applying now and how do we cater to that and how do we build that up. So Let's move in that direction after yeah, break, if that's alright. That sounds beautiful. Great. And everybody stay with us. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live. I'm with Dr. Becky Meidinger. We're talking about counseling. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about Christian faith, Christian university. We're going to continue and get down, down to the brass tacks of what that looks like, how you can form uh, wonderful people at the service of, of, uh, of mental health, uh, development of, of personal life in the world. So stay with us, Real Presence Live.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E.
1: 17, 17 weeks old. You know the phrase, there's a bun in the oven? Well, there's a potato in your
0: oven, Mom. That's right. I'm as big as a regular baking potato. And I can react even more sounds and light because my central nervous system is sending all kinds of messages to me. My skeleton is turning from collage to bone, and my limbs are even longer. Hey, you know what goes good with a baked potato? Cheese and sour cream. Remember, I am trying to double my size. Written by Allison Updahl. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network today. Coming at you live from the University of Mary atop a beautiful hill just south of Bismarck, where it's always amazingly beautiful. So you should come visit us. It's always amazingly beautiful. Yes. Even in January, right, Dr. Whiting? It Riding?
0: is. The snow looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah out exactly.
1: Here. Everybody's got uh, rose colored glasses. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really beautiful. Summertime is wonderful, and uh, we love inviting people out uh, during the summertime. So if you're in the area, <clears throat> drop on by. You're very welcome to visit the University of Mary. We are talking. Uh, we've been talking about your your life history, which uh, kind of is an adventure. Uh, everybody's on a, a life adventure and everybody's kind of looking for direction in that life adventure where they're going. And so anyway, that's uh, been your career path is helping people, I guess, uh, with that to find uh, perspective or to find ways of, of navigating the difficulties or the, the, the stresses of life so that they can do that well or do that in a, in a way that they feel more competent to, do, to make those choices, to actualize themselves. And, and this is what counselors hopefully do. They, they're walking along with people, accompanying them on their journey of life to, to see where, where they can be blessed and, and thrive. So that's what we've been talking about, your journey. Now we want to talk about more so at the University of Mary. Monsignor gave this vision, let's do something different. He said, uh, his, his mind was unfolding some of his thoughts and you were picking up on some of that. Mm-hmm. I was in on some of those conversations mm-hmm. and there's been some developments. Yeah. Uh, so part, let's, let's start here because at one point you had mentioned to me, uh, in the last year or two, that there was a changing demographic of those who were applying for the counseling program yeah. or something like, I don't yeah. want to say it wrong, but, uh, where, uh, the, a, a typical student maybe had been just someone from the region. And now there was more uh, of a person who was looking for more of a robust Christian or Catholic uh, idea. I think this is kind of how you put it. But take walk yeah. me through that and what you've seen over the... How many years have you been here at the university? Oh. At least one.
0: <laughs> yes. So I just finished my fourth year okay. here. Uh, and so what's, like I said, what's kind of different though is that I had that perspective as a student and I remember yeah. my classmates and, and kind of who we were as people. Yeah. Uh, and so just looking at our program in the past we were really confined to location so it used to be a, a fargo location which was two blocks away from my apartment yep. and Turns out. yeah right <laughs> and the bismarck location and as we as a program have just continued to grow and change and really look at kind of the the landscape of counselor education and even at the university where where we've started going how can we better serve students, we transition that Fargo location into an online cohort. Mm. So we have people all over the country who are signing in virtually via Zoom, uh, via our online learning learning management system Canvas to, to take classes, to learn, to grow. Uh, we, we actually are hosting all of our students this next week at our residency. So this is probably the most Stressful but yet beautiful okay. week of, <laughs> well, of thank having you for taking students. Time. Oh no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're very busy right now. But no, thank it's, you.
0: it's a great time. It's uh right now. Uh, my job as chair is to make sure all of the little pieces are put together. We're just so excited to have the students here. Like I'm, yep. I'm the one who's worried about. Okay, did I order the food? I think <laughs> okay. I ordered food, uh, and all those little pieces. But it's going to be just an amazing time for our students to really sit down and have presence with each other in a in a physical space. Because while zoom and online is great counseling sometimes though is in person majority of the time so i think our students do come out knowing how to use some of those digital things to create relationships with people but to really sit down and and hold space with someone is a completely is a different experience so we want to really prepare them for that uh, but with that online position or that online cohort we've been able to really just expand who we can bring in mm. uh it I think gone are the days of oh you want to go to grad school you're moving. Sure. There's just so many people in the world who who can't. Right. Due to work, due to family. Like
1: No, I w- actually yeah. when I recently enrolled in a graduate program, I did not even think about moving. I was mm-hmm. like I'm going to find a grad program that I can just stay where I'm put. Yeah. So I'm guessing a lot of people are like I'm not g- I know I, I already know I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Where can I find a place that's willing to cater to me? Yes. Which what for better for worse. That's the way people are thinking. So yeah. you're spot on. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, I think just the, the world is a little bit different and we, we, as people want to set down roots, we want to have a home. Yeah. And so when we have people who this is maybe their second or third career, we're talking about individuals who have children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to uproot a family so that they can go after what, what they feel they should be chasing in their life and what they feel they should be making a difference in the world. So allowing students to live where they are lets them still have their support systems. Right. Let's them still do the things and, and not have to move into a new community. Granted, we do have some people who come to the University of Mary, as you're talking about how beautiful it is out here, who come to the University of Mary and say, I'm going to move my family. I think yeah, This right. is the place I need to be in right. in the world. And, right. and we see that and we see just the excitement that they have for our community here in Bismarck and, and just who we are as a as a community but back when we were Fargo and Bismarck the students were just in those areas so we had kind of we were meeting sort of the state slash a little bit of the regional needs and part of our mission at the University of Mary is to look at the region and beyond and so that was a big push for the online of how we're only really hitting these two spots how do we grow bigger how do we serve more students we had students who were driving two hours each night to go to class yeah. and then driving home two, two hours, two yeah. nights a week. Yeah. So that's amazing dedication, but that's a lot of time spent in a car that yeah. they're not spending with family, doing homework, doing yeah, right. all those other responsibilities that they have in their life. Yep. So the online has really allowed us to serve many more students. Okay. And as the university has really started to embrace who we are of being a Christian Catholic Benedictine university... Our demographics have changed. It used to be that, um, even back in my day, it was about 25% of the student population was Catholic. Okay. Uh, now we are sitting at about 50 to 75%. Okay. So we've just exploded in a way of students who are really saying, I know who I am. Now I want to know how I can better help and how I can better serve.
1: And they're seeing the University of Mary. So maybe I had it. Maybe I just didn't have all the pieces put together in my mind it was that there was just a, de- a demographic that was shifting. I guess maybe I didn't know why or some of the reasons why um, but part of it was that the university itself, as you're saying, the university itself has said this is who we are let's let's just really go for it yeah, okay, and so then now there's more and more people saying, well that's what I'm about as mm-hmm. well, and so how can i how can I get it? get locked into what you're all doing there and that changes mm-hmm. the demographic that okay so yeah. this is helpful for me just to understand that so mm-hmm. there's this change because this is where we want to move the conversation now is to talk about this integration of of counseling and christian catholic benedict and however we want to look at this, mm-hmm. but faith-based mm-hmm. uh to to honor that Uh, in those, in the practitioners, the people who are learning, but also then to be able to honor that well in their clientele. And so that's what the university, that's what you've Mm -hmm. seen is there's been a growth in that?
0: Definitely, definitely. So we we were noticing too, a lot of students were saying, University of Mary, I want to become a counselor there because you'll teach me how to, how to kind of broach the subject of spirituality and religion with clients. It's interesting how important that is to our lives, but yet... It's kind of like this little bit of fear because we're all very kind people. We we love people. We love talking with people, but we're always so afraid to bring up some of those more difficult yep. subjects, even as counselors. Sure. And so there's there was some fear even. And I'm thinking about a textbook that I used for a class for multicultural. There wasn't even a chapter on mm. on religion and spirituality mm. in a in a textbook. Mm. Uh so that was something I was bringing in extra resources sure. of I want you to understand yourself but I also want you to understand your clients yep. they may not have the same religion they may not have the same spiritual background as you right. and even if you are from the same religious background you could think about things very <laughs> differently <laughs> yeah, right? right we right. there's more differences in a box than there are between <laughs> boxes sometimes right right, right. so we really have stepped into those uncomfortable conversations, and that's been a big push uh, with the University of Mary and those Benedictine values of respect for persons. That is yeah. pretty much the first thing that we talk about in every class. Like yeah. you, as a counselor, you will respect your client, and you will respect yourself. However, that looks beautiful. So let's learn about them. Let's learn about yourself. And so as we've we've continued to grow, and with Monsignor's vision for our university, we've started to roll out what's called the Catholic Anthropology uh, certificate and concentration. So the concentration is something that our students who are currently in the program can take. It's an extra course each semester as they're in the program that really aligns with what they're learning in their core courses Mm -hmm. of how we can, instead of thinking about these, these two things of religion and counseling as separate, how can we bring in religion and philosophy and some of the psychology and counseling and bring it all together to really Beautiful. see a person as a full person. Beautiful. Instead of it being, okay, well, I'm going to put on these glasses over here and I'll put on these glasses over here. Yeah. But integration is really our goal. Uh, we, we don't want things always butting heads like sometimes it may feel like. Um, so we're really using this to help students know how to better serve.
1: That's fabulous. Dr. Meininger, thank you so much. Uh, this uh, Catholic anthropology um, track is going to be amazing. It's starting this fall. Uh, we've completely run out of time, and we were supposed to talk about an event. So anyway, Sister Miriam James is coming. Everybody, Sister Miriam James is coming to the University <laughs> of Mary. She's going to be here on Wednesday night. It's going to be at 6 p.m. in Butler Auditorium. She is... Uh, I would say internationally renowned at this point. She's got books and podcasts. People love her all over the place. She's going to be our first speaker in this series on integrating in a robust way at the University of Mary to an integration of the the domain proper to counseling and the domain proper to spirituality and to see that there is is nothing there that needs to be completely uh, divorced and that there can be an integration. She's going to give a beautiful talk on transformation that starts from the heart. Again, that's going to be next uh, Wednesday at 8 at 6 p.m. at Butler Auditorium at the University of Mary. You can go to umary.edu and find out more about that. Dr. Meidinger, thanks so much for being Thank with us. Thank you. All right, we've got to run. We've got to run. we got a <laughs> heartbreak. See you on the other side, everybody.